Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, you know what time it is. It is time to rock and roll Hoochie Coo with the maestro. I am Kevin Crane. It is time for the Fortress of Rock every Friday night. This is the place to be to check in on the latest in classic rock, metal, hard rock, 80s hair metal, even some grunge. And yeah, we'll talk about it. A little bit of the new stuff, the newer bands out there, if they fit the bill, if we deem them worthy of being able to cross the moat and enter the Fortress of Rock. Episode 97, June the 23rd, 2023. As always, we start off with News of the World, our tribute to Freddie Mercury and Queen. Of course, if you want to say this is the big news of the week, go ahead. I'm not a big fan of calling celebrities, rock stars, actors, whoever, coming out of the closet as news. Because I believe that once we get beyond this, And it's no longer news when somebody expresses their sexual preference. Then we're we're getting closer to true equality. But if we make a huge deal about it and we keep shooting off fireworks and bells and whistles and, oh, isn't he brave or isn't she brave, we're never going to get anywhere. Live and let live. Let people do whatever they want. We shouldn't make it a big news story. And I know you're, well, you're being a hypocrite, maestro. You're talking about it right now. I'm talking about it in the context of rock and roll. Not in the the context of the impact on the LGBTQ community or some of these states that are trying to pass backwards-ass laws. I'm talking about it in terms of one of the newer, shinier bands out there that everybody thinks is the next great thing. Yes, we're talking about Greta Van Fleet. And this has been kind of a recurring theme over the last couple weeks. As you have heard me review the first three songs off their upcoming album, Starcatcher. Now, of course, lead singer Josh Kiska has come out of the closet and said that he is in an eight-year committed loving relationship with a member of the same sex. And again, I, I don't want to say it's not brave because, of course, there are ignorant people out there who are going to criticize him because of this. I'm saying we shouldn't make it a big deal because it's not a big deal if we are really all equal. You can agree with it, you can disagree with it, but in the end, it shouldn't be news. As I've said, my problem is the fact that Greta Van Fleet just stinks right now. And they have not been all that good for quite a while, going back three, four, five years at least. 
and it's got nothing to do with the sexual orientation of their lead singer. It's got everything to do with the fact that they are going down the wrong path when it comes to their musical stylings. There are plenty of gay performers out there. Elton John, Rob Halford of Judas Priest, still love and admire their music. It's got nothing to do with what they do in the bedroom in their private lives. I just want Greta Van Fleet to start putting out better music. I don't care who Josh Kitska is sleeping with. Of course, the late, great Gary Rosington of Leonard Skinner will be missed. We talked recently about how the thought of going on without him, going back out on the road for another tour without founding member Gary Rosington was tearing the band apart. They finally came to the conclusion they needed to keep going, at least through this tour, was ZZ Top. And selfishly, yes, I will get to see that tour coming up in late August. But a documentary called The 50th Anniversary of Leonard Skinner featuring the final concert that Gary Rosington where he performed with the band. That will be featured in this documentary. It will be in theaters for one week only, beginning July the 8th. And there are a number of documentaries out there about Leonard Skinner, but I got to admit, very intriguing if you get to see the final performance of Gary Rosington in this movie. Once again, the 50th anniversary of Leonard Skinner will be in theaters for one week only, beginning July the 8th. You remember the great, funny as hell video way back in the day, going back to the mid-80s for, of course, the great, the glorious Van Halen's Hot for Teacher? Well, the guitar that the quote-unquote young Eddie played, not Eddie Van Halen, but his younger version in the video for Hot for Teacher is on sale, kids. You can have it. It's on eBay right now. At least it was a day or two ago. Let's go out and bid on it. Oh, wait. They're asking for $220,000 for Young Eddie's Hot for Teacher guitar. Sorry, I could pay my house off, buy another one, (laughs) buy a second car with that kind of money. As much as I love Van Halen, I'm out. The latest major sale when it comes to music rights This has been another recurring theme we've had going on for well over a year now. The latest BMG says they have acquired a, quote, significant stake, unquote, in the right to Simon and Garfunkel's songs, specifically Paul 
Simon's right. Maybe there'll be more details forthcoming in terms of what significant stake means. But again, this is just Paul Simon's right to the Simon and Garfunkel catalog. And word is that significant stake is pretty significant in terms of money. This will exceed a lot of other deals that BMG has made over the, the last few years involving music rights. And of course, when we find out, if we find out the final number, we will pass it along here on the Fortress of Rock. New music. Paul Rogers. Yes, that Paul Rogers, former lead singer of Bad Company. Brief stint with Queen. Couple albums with the supergroup The Firm. Putting out a new solo album. And when I say new, I mean new. This is going to be his first new solo work in, I believe, two decades at least, if not longer. The eight-song album is titled Midnight Rose. It is coming out September the 22nd. Sounds like, hmm, might be an opportunity for a song review or two to get a feel for the album before we commit to a full album review here on The Fortress. Now, this is one where there is no need to go back and forth on maybe we will, maybe we won't. If Motley Crue finally puts out this new music that they have done with John 5, we will be there. And they are teasing something. Possibly a new song called Dogs of War might be coming soon. Not going to say 100% that that is the title of the song. It might be one of these deals, from what I've read, where the band is playing under the pseudonym Dogs of War, doing maybe a small club show. Of course, we talked about Aerosmith's tease with, what was it, Peace Out with their their final tour. And that's what everybody speculated when they teased Peace Out. And that turned out to be 100% correct. So maybe the rumors here for Dogs of War being the brand new song, the first song from the new Motley Crue with John Five. Maybe we will get a new Motley Crue song to review here on The Fortress. Finally, wrapping up News of the World, uh, we always hate to end on a down note. Yeah, we didn't have any tour news. Shocking. But we have to give out thoughts and prayers to... This doesn't sound right, but... Thoughts and prayers to the butthole surfers, their fans, their friends. As drummer Teresa Taylor passed away here recently. So that's going to do it. 
Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Segment one. News of the world is done. And you know the routine by now. Quick promo break. And I've got to update the promos. I know I will get it done soon. They're placeholders, basically, for all the advertising money we're going to end up bringing in here on the Fortress. Ah. I do this for fun. I don't care about money. I don't care about ads. It's just a nice time for me to take a beer break before I get into breakdown. Our review of new music concerts. This week, Queens of the Stone Age, the brand new album in Times New Roman, and a brand new song from The Hives, Countdown to Shutdown. Those are your featured reviews coming up in just about a minute. Stay tuned, won't you, kids? I'm the Maestro, and I'll be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fortress of Rock podcast with me, the Maestro, Kevin Crane. Of course, that was segment one, the news of the world, our tribute to Freddie Mercury and Queen, where we look back at the past week in rock and roll and all the news and all the controversies that you deserve to know about. Next up is the heart of the show, the meat and potatoes breakdown, where we are going to review all the new songs, all the new albums, all the new concert tours, the shows that I've seen personally. Stay tuned for that. Of course, we're now available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Stitcher, CastBox, Google, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Hang out, kids. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Fortress of Rock, episode 97. Yes, we're closing in on our centennial episode, episode 100, just a few short weeks away, still trying to figure out what we're going to do to celebrate, still trying to figure out how we can make it even more special. Of course, every episode of the Fortress of Rock is special. Speaking of special, here in our breakdown segment, our tribute, of course, to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, the new album from Queens of the Stone Age. In Time's New Roman, Now, supposedly, this is some sort of a concluding chapter to a trilogy that they have been putting together over the last decade or more on Matador Records, which also involves villains and like clockwork. Don't ask me. I I don't understand how it's connected in any way, shape, or form other than they say it's a trilogy. They're all on Matador Records. There you go. But the new album is awesome. Absolutely fantastic. As always, here on the Fortress in the Breakdown segment, we look at a new album track by track. So let's get into it. Opening track, Obscenery. Yes, Josh Homme is never passed up on a pun that he loves. As you can tell from about half 
of the song titles, if not more than half, here on In Times New Roman. Obscenery is awesome. Now, I'm not going to say it's the best song on the album, not even close, but that's not a slight. It's not a diss. This album is so good, so solid, jam-packed full of riffs, interesting musical twists and turns that me saying obscenery is not nearly the best song on the album is still not an insult. A little bit of a fuzzy guitar feel to it. And if you've listened to Queens of the Stone Age before, now, number one, I will say they are more of a love them or hate them type of band. I don't think there's a lot of in-between with Queens of the Stone Age. You either get it, you get the sound, you get what Josh Homme and his crew are trying to do, or you don't. I got it, I get it, I enjoy it. So Obscenery, very solid lead-off track, and then we get to the really good stuff. The next three songs are ridiculous. Here we go with the puns again. Track two, Paper Machete. No, not Paper Mache. Paper Machete has an absolute killer riff. And the guitar solo, Josh Homme, just, it's typical of his guitar work, the distortion, the unique, odd sound to it is just perfect. It is perfect. If this album wasn't so good and the quality wasn't so spread out among a lot of these songs, I would say that Paper Machete is the best song on the album. But I think track three and track four have something to say about that. Track three, Negative Space, is just great. Another killer riff, more of a lumbering, plotting, dun, 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 dun. Just fantastic. And this is where we finally notice the bass. Their bass player just stands out. Michael Schumann stands out on this album on multiple tracks. Some of the best bass I have heard on an album in quite a while. And we all know you don't listen to an album for the bass. There are very few bass players out there where they jump out of the mix at you. Sting, Michael Anthony, Getty Lee, I'm telling you. This is some awesome bass from Michael Schumann. Then we get into yet another outstanding song, Time and Place, track four. Another great riff. This one somehow turns the guitar into a metronome which is, of course, fitting for time. Time and place, negative space, and paper machete are just an unbelievable two, three, and four triple dose of QOTSA rock and roll. But we can't disparage track five either, Made to Parade. Now... Josh Homme, of course, sounds a lot at times like David Bowie. If you've ever seen his performance at the Taylor Hawkins tribute shows, 
where he performed Bowie, it was eerie how much he sounds like David Bowie. Now, as a lyricist and as a singer overall, sometimes can be a little bit difficult to understand what he's saying, what he's singing. But when you can pick out the lyrics, of course, you can look up the lyrics online. I know. I'm one of those people that doesn't like to read the lyric sheet. I'll do it if I feel the need. I could criticize the CD packaging and say that, hey, there are no lyrics here. But Made to Parade has some good lines. One of the best is you turn a blind eye or they'll take the other one. The man is not a dummy. The man is clever. The man is smart and is writing not only with the lyrics, but with the music. Then we move on to track six, Carnivoyeur. Yes, another pun, play on words. Another great riff. This one in the bridge, it's dizzying. It's it's like an air raid siren in some respects. This, of course, was the second release in the months and weeks leading up to the album release. Uh, wasn't the biggest fan of this one, but I, I'm liking it more the more I listen to this album, and I have been listening to this album a lot. So, so far, we're six songs in, not really a bad one in the batch yet. And track seven does not disappoint either. Again, the Schumann bass comes back into play. Fantastic bass rift. Bass riff here on what the peephole say. Yes, again, yet another play on words. What the peephole say. Another just great classic Queens of the Stone Age song. Yeah, you guys know I've talked in the past about bands that stray from the formula, from the style that got them to the top or to success in the music world. We talked about U2 and how they went off the beaten path, and I think it hurt them greatly in in terms of their, their creative legacy. Let's put it that way. Def Leppard has done the same thing. But, the, I mean, they survive overall. They can always go back on tour, play their greatest hits, and they'll win almost all their fans back. Queens of the Stone Age, this album just feels like them. This feels like a natural, I don't want to say progression, because they're just holding serve. They're, they're, they're staying the course. And of course, critics don't like that. Oh, there's nothing new here. There's nothing interesting or or sonically different from what they've done in the past. Why mess with near perfection? This is why I hate music critics. Why mess? They would probably tell Van Halen, go out and try something different 20 years ago. Music critics are pretentious idiots. I'm not a music critic. I'm a music fan. 
All I'm doing is talking to my fellow music fans. And of course, you guys reach out on our Facebook page. Feel free to drop me a line, discuss any and every topic you want from this episode or any of the other episodes of The Fortress of Rock. But I digress. We move on to track eight, Sicily. This might be the first minor misstep on In Times New Roman. Wasn't a huge fan of Sicily. It's got a little bit of a, a, a dramatic feel to it. Um, the bass, again, is fantastic. There's a little bit of it that reminds me of the old Queens of the Stone Age song, Suture Up Your Future. Now, we know Josh Homme is good friends with Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. It's just kind of eerily coincidental that, like the Foo Fighters' disappointing new album, the song Rescued sounds like a lot of old, warmed-over, microwaved Foo Fighters riffs kind of mushed and smushed together to make a new song. Sicily maybe kind of fits the bill like that for Queens of the Stone Age. Maybe sounds a little too much like some of their older stuff. And again, when I talk about Suture Up Your Future, that is off the album Era Vulgaris. And again, I, I completely, completely diverge from the critics. The critics seem to have loved that album. And I think it's one of the weakest QOTSA albums. Then we move on to track nine. This should give you an indication of how strong this album is, where the first single, Emotion Sickness, which is an awesome, awesome track, is the ninth song out of 10 on the album. Bold move, Josh Homme, bold move. Very rare that you see something like this, where supposedly the quote-unquote best song on the album is buried near the back. That tells you how good, again, this album is. How, how confident the band was in this album, where they're putting the first single back at track nine. And I've already reviewed Emotion Sickness here on The Fortress a couple months ago. It's fantastic. Track 10, the closing track is Straight Jacket Fitting. Not getting it. Uh, that one I'm not getting. Sicily and Straight Jacket Fitting out of the 10 songs on In Times New Roman are the two that I'm not quite wrapping my arms around and embracing. But when you've got eight other fantastic killer tracks, what can you say? Other than, yes, I highly recommend you check out In Times New Roman. And yes, about midway through 2023, it is definitely a contender for the Fortress of Rock's best album of the year. Check it out, kids. Now, another album that I am looking forward to 
Beyond Belief, another band that's been around been around for a while but hasn't put out music in a while, is The Hives. Of course, the new album coming out in August, The, the Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. Second release off that upcoming album is Countdown to Shut Down. First and foremost, watch the video. Just like the video for Bogus Operandi, which we reviewed here within the last month or so on the Fortress of Rock. Very creative video. Reminds me of the old days of MTV back when they actually played music videos. Thank God, at least in this respect for YouTube, as they keep the music video alive. Whereas the video for Bogus Operandi was an homage to Evil Dead. The video for Countdown to Shut Down is more about corporate greed and the misery of living in a corporate life. At least that's what I take out of it. You watch it, you let me know what you think. The song itself, Typical Hives, just pedal to the metal, awesome. Awesome song. Two songs in to the new album. It is going to be fantastic. So again, like I said, I'm already penciling in the new album from The Hives out in August as a contender for album of the year. And that's going to do it for Breakdown. Segment two here on The Fortress of Rock, episode 97. You know what's coming next. He's tapping me on the shoulder. He looks concerned. He's shaking his head. He's kind of mouthing the words. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're going to do. For I want to go back. I don't, there's not a lot going on in the past on this day in rock and roll. Yes, Doc Brown is driving me crazy. And I've told him, do not fear. My friend, I have you covered. Just get the rock and roll DeLorean warmed up to 1.21 gigawatts after a quick beer. I mean, promo break. I will be out. He's driving. I'm not. I will be out so we can get into the rock and roll time stream and look back at rock and roll history. The Fortress of Rock rolls on here on June the 23rd, 2023. We will be right back. All right. Now that we've looked at the current state of music, in our breakdown segment, it is time to climb into the DeLorean and travel back in time to look back at moments in rock and roll history, birthdays, deaths, anniversaries of song and album releases. It is time for I Want to Go Back, our tribute to Eddie Money. Stay tuned. And as always, we're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Stitcher, CastBox, Google, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcasts. 
All right, everybody, Doc Brown and I are starting to get into the rock and roll time stream in the rock and roll DeLorean for segment three. I want to go back. We look back at the anniversaries of classic album releases, moments in rock history, birthdays, but as Doc Brown powers up to 1.21 gigawatts, I will take care of business. You've already found us somewhere. Good for you. Glad to have you aboard. But you have options. You have choices. We're all about options and choices. You can find the Fortress of Rock each and every Friday night, any day you want. Go dive into the back catalog. You can find us on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Amazon Music, Audible, Stitcher, and now recently we just added iHeartRadio. Of course, check out the Facebook page. Every weekend, a couple cool things going on right now, every Friday night, kind of parallel, in sync with the release of the latest fortress of rock episode we have our weekend rock project we give you a word a theme you shoot back with your favorite rock songs of all time that match that fit in with that word or with that theme this week we're wrapping up our three week quote unquote vehicle weekend rock project we've done cars we have done planes now we're doing everything else trains boats bikes yeah i know there are a lot of songs out there that fit the bill so feel free go crazy oh we ask don't repeat if somebody's already grabbed a song come up with something different give us something different And of course, every Sunday is New Music Sunday, where I will post a YouTube video. Again, thank God for YouTube keeping the rock and roll music video alive. Even if it's just a lyric video, it's better than nothing. It's better than watching videos of cats playing or somebody trying to uh, play some kind of bizarre old song on their belly button, whatever it might be. It's better than that. New Music Sunday, each and every Sunday morning, we post a video from YouTube of a brand new song, most likely something that we have discussed here recently on the Fortress of Rock. Now, last week, we posted the video we talked about in the last segment for the Hives and Countdown to Shutdown. What will it be this coming Sunday? You'll have to get to the Facebook page to find out. All right, Doc Brown's still concerned. He's still looking around in the time stream and going, what are we doing? There's nothing, nothing really significant that happened on June the 23rd in rock and roll history. Now, I will admit he's got a point. Things are a little lean, a little lean, but there are still a couple birthdays and anniversaries to discuss. 
but I'm going to cheat to start off. You guys know the one band that makes me cheat is Van Halen. So even though it's June the 23rd, I am going back a few days to June the 20th to wish a belated happy birthday to the bass player from the mighty Van Halen. Yes, Michael Anthony. Happy birthday, belated happy birthday to my man, Matt Anthony, Michael Anthony. Other birthdays. Now, on this day, June the 23rd, in music history, have to go back to 1956 to get our first June the 23rd birthday, and that would be Randy Jackson. Didn't watch American Idol, have never watched American Idol, but it would be ridiculous, it would be borderline ignorant to not admit the impact that at least the original incarnation, if not every incarnation of American Idol has had on the music business. And of course, Randy Jackson was one of the hosts of that most popular incarnation with Simon Cowell, Paula Abdul. Randy Jackson, born on this day in 1956. Going back to June the 23rd, 1940. Along with Pete Best, the other ex-Beatle that we look back at and go, wow. They were in the Fab Four and couldn't cut the mustard, got dumped, quit, whatever it might be. Yes, Stu Sutcliffe, the original bassist for the Beatles, born on this day in 1940. Go back a few years to 1937, June the 23rd, 1937, Nikki Sullivan, one of the original members of the Crickets. Of course, that would be Buddy Holly's backing band. And then finally, going all the way back to June the 23rd, 1929, June Carter Cash, of course, Johnny Cash's wife, but she had a very significant impact in the world of music on her own, specifically Christian music, gospel, the religious music. So do not define her just as Johnny Cash's wife, even though together they collaborated on a number of hits. June Carter Cash stood out on her own, born on this day in 1929. Moving on to anniversaries. June the 23rd, 1996, Metallica's Load was the number one album in the United States. We can debate where Load sits 
in the pantheon of Metallica albums. I'll just say it's damn good. How about that? Going back to June the 23rd, 1984. You know we think here on the Fortress of Rock that this is one of the most underrated bands of the 80s, if not of all time. They did make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So despite the fact that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame screws up 90% of the time, this time they got it right. It was a guilty pleasure for teenagers like me in the 1980s. You were supposed to like Motley Crue, Van Halen, Bon Jovi. Well, maybe not Bon Jovi. Rat. But those of us who wanted to expand and listen to something a little bit different than the great and the glorious hair metal, I am not disparaging, of course, Motley Crue or Rat or Van Halen. Au contraire. But Duran Duran was awesome. I'm sorry, I keep using the word awesome. I'm going to have to make a note. Make little hashtags or little marks on a piece of paper. Once I hit five awesomes, I can't use the word anymore on that episode. The reflex on this day in 1984 was the number one song in the U.S., It was Duran Duran's first U.S. number one single. And Duran Duran is really good. (laughs) There you go. I caught myself. Seriously, Duran Duran doesn't get enough credit for how good they really were. Just look at the albums, especially the early albums, If a band, I've always said, if a band is worthy of a two-disc, two-CD compilation of their best songs, of their greatest hits, if you will, then they are definitely Hall of Famers. Duran Duran fits the bill. June the 23rd, 1976, Paul McCartney and Wings play the last date on their historic Wings Over America tour, concluding in the Forum in Los Angeles, California. And then one of the great R&B songs of all time, going back to June the 23rd, 1965. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Of course, at that time, I believe it was just the Miracles release the tracks of my tears and that is going to do it for segment three i want to go back doc brown patting me on the shoulder nodding pretty impressed with the fact i was able to on yes an admittedly lean day in rock and roll history to put together a fairly cool I did not say awesome, fairly cool look back at the birthdays and anniversaries on this day. 
But we're not done yet. You know this. I know this. And the fourth segment keeps getting better and better as we go a little bit more in depth, give you a little bit more content, a little bit more of opinions, instead of just telling you, here's what we're going to review next week. Here's what we're going to review in two weeks. So wrap it up gets better and better each and every week. Why should this week be any different? Segment four, after a quick promo break. Stay tuned. The Fortress is not done yet. I'm the Maestro. I will be right back. Well, we hope you enjoyed our trip back in time, looking back at the anniversaries, the classic moments in rock and roll history. But of course, the DeLorean works both ways. So now we have to move forward. The last segment here, as always, on the Fortress of Rock with me, the maestro Kevin Crane. Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Stitcher, CastBox, Google, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's all about the future. What's coming out here in the next month or two? What songs? What albums? What concert tours? That's why we call it Wrap It Up. Thanks to the fabulous Thunderbirds. Thanks to you for hanging out. Here comes our final segment. All right, everybody, it's time to pull down the blinds, close the shutters, bring down the awning. Whatever metaphor you want to use, I'm sure Josh Homey of Queens of the Stone Age would come up with something a little bit more obscene than I, but that's okay. It is time for the fourth and final segment here on the Fortress of Rock. It is time to wrap it up. We're going to look ahead to the coming weeks, maybe months, of what you have to look forward to, what I have to look forward to, what we all have to look forward to in terms of new stuff in the world of rock and roll. Now, you guys know I've been talking about this for weeks. Next week, episode 98 is going to be very special. June the 30th, 2023, we will not only review the brand new album from John Mellencamp, Orpheus Descending, but we will also have our first concert review in four months. John Mellencamp live in South Bend, Indiana. I will be there unless something catastrophic happens to me. And I will have a review for you of that show next week on the Fortress of Rock. Cannot wait. Special John Mellencamp edition of the Fortress of Rock. Then in two weeks... Our featured album review will be the new Aaron Jones album, Chronicles of the Kid. That will be on our July the 7th episode. In terms of new songs, we talked about Paul Rogers in segment one, his new solo album, Midnight Rose. Looks like the first single from that is Living It Up. Why not? Let's give it a shot. I've never been the biggest Paul Rogers fan, but 
I have been a proponent of bad company in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But we'll give Paul Rogers solo stuff a shot, living it up. Look for it in the breakdown segment in the next few weeks here on the Fortress of Rock. We've talked about Dolly Parton with her two songs, one new, one a cover. We're we're definitely going to get to Bygones, the song with Rob Halford. I probably will get to Magic Man, of course, the classic heart song that she does with Ann Wilson of Heart. Just, I can't tell you. It's very awkward, creepy for me to be reviewing Dolly Parton stuff here on The Fortress of Rock. But again, she promised she was going to put out a rock album if she got into the Rock Hall of Fame, and she's keeping her promise. I don't fault her. I still fault the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rick Springfield. His new album, Automatic, of course, coming out later on this year. August the 4th, to be exact. 20 new songs. Two of them are out. Automatic, the title track, and She Walks with the Angels. I've always been, like Duran Duran, we talked about them earlier. I've always been a fan of Rick Springfield. Thought he was a, a bit underrated. So we'll, we'll probably, I'm giving you a 90% reviewing Automatic and She Walks with the Angels here in the next few weeks here on The Fortress. Alice Cooper, brand new song, I Am Alice. That's on the slate as well. Now keep in mind, once we push through John Mellencamp and Aaron Jones, once we get to the episode that we've all been waiting for, episode 100. Don't have anything on the slate to review in terms of new music, in terms of new albums, in terms of concerts. So outside of whatever special stuff I can cook up, that I can come up with for that episode, we're going to cover a lot of these songs I'm talking about because we need something in the breakdown segment. So we will play catch up and we will get there, kids. I promise you. And we've still got stuff out there from the pretenders. We've still got stuff out there from Peter Gabriel that we can review. Once we get past Aaron Jones, there's not a lot of new music until August. August will be awesome. But mid to late July, going to be more focused on the songs. And then the concerts start to kick in at the end of July. We'll have concert reviews for you. At the end of July, we will have Foreigner and Loverboy. We will have Brett Michaels' Party Gras featuring Night Ranger and Jefferson Starship. And then once we get into August and September every week, I mean, we're talking Matchbox 20, Nickelback, The Offspring. 
Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, Extreme, Living Color. It will be crazy. So we'll we'll get through the Melon Camp special next week. And then things will settle down for about a month. And then that is the calm before the storm. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait to discuss it all with you. You guys are fantastic. Thank you, as always, for checking in here on the Fortress of Rock with me, the maestro, Kevin Crane. As always, great line from a bad performer, in my humble opinion. But it's a great line to close out the podcast with each and every week. Love the one you're with. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. Take care. Have a safe, great weekend. Remember, one more weekend to go. And then you get the big holiday weekend. Hopefully, a lot of you out there are lucky enough to be able to enjoy a four-day weekend. Since the 4th of July falls on a Tuesday, four days straight of nothing but fireworks, adult beverages, rock and roll, can't wait. We got a soldier through one more week of work. Next weekend will be the kickoff for that, again, hopefully for you, four-day weekend. The excitement builds. Episode 98 will be awesome, phenomenal. Oh, I said awesome again. There we go. Shame on the maestro. Exceeding his limit of awesomeness. We get through one more week of work. We get to the four-day weekend. Then we close in on more concerts. Episode 100. It's all good. It's all going to be fun. This is going to be a great, not awesome, great summer. Take care, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. I will talk to you in seven days.